Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey folks, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. I just want to remind you about our website, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. We have a Facebook page. We would appreciate it if you like and follow. Also, join our discussion group on Facebook called After the Shadows. We have a Twitter feed. Please follow us on Twitter. It can be found with at podcast underscore from. Follow us on Instagram at From the Shadows Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar on YouTube and put From the Shadows Podcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network and we can be found there at odyssey1.com. We're still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. We also have a Patreon page. It can be found at www patreon.com forward slash from the shadows you can receive books stickers coffee mugs and special content just for our patreon subscribers check it out for yourself and see what packages that we have to offer well that's all i have for you right now folks and thanks for being a part of the from the shadows podcast so with that being said let's get this episode started so holler, you know, we uh, just got done with a long, long week at the county fair, and uh, right. showing Izzy showed ho- horses, showed her, ho- showed a horse, not not hers, did pretty yeah, well. The, her horse just fell on hard times, right? Yeah, had a, got a got a brain disease, and it seems like it's on its way to making full recovery. She's oh, really? uh, yeah, yeah. We had to go and. Go and feed her some, you know, she didn't like taking CBD medicine. or something. No, maybe. I don't know. I don't, yeah, you got uh, some expensive uh, CBD horse feed. I knew, uh, uh, are you kidding me? CBD. Oh, come on. You didn't know that. I, what I know. I, hey, I'm my not brother, my brother, CBD. Runs, not to get off. I mean, I, this is, here we go. I mean, this, we see, <laughs> we, we talked before the show about what we're going to talk about. And within seconds, we're talking about something different, but. But my brother runs around in the uh, in the barrel racing circuit, and some of those girls have this CBD horse food, and you know, men would used to call liniment or whatever. You know what I'm saying? To rub yeah, them down, yeah, and yeah, and I, dude, I think it's pretty expensive. So I thought well, maybe that's the route you were taking. Hey, listen, it, it must be good stuff, like the CBD oil and stuff. Like everybody, um, you know. Some of those guys I know that are in the weightlifting and and those former professional wrestlers they they like to they like to use that stuff and they said it's the best 
best stuff on there. It's just some liniment, well, right? You just yeah. rub it in. I guess. Why? I'm wanting to say he said it was a 50 pound bag was $250. Oh, what? Yeah. Well, they put scoops. They put some scoops. Um, you know, they don't obviously feed. You know, you put like a cup in with, with, you know, five pounds of sweet feet or whatever. Um, and I, boy, you know, you know, some, some farm. I'm actually texting him right now to ask him (laughs) how much it is. Well, you know, some of those farm kids are going to get that CBD feed and figure out how to do something crazy with it. Right. And that'll be the next, like, well, I mean, Epidemic a horse is crazy. If you're spending two hundred fifty dollars a whack at it, unless you're going to eat that horse, and I mean, that was last week's episode. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you well, could have some. <laughs> well, speaking of speaking of CBD stuff, the I told you what's happening with that uh, with that single that song I I wrote that uh, uh, Montgomery Gentry and and Tanya. Tucker doing together that's coming out here. Oh, it didn't so, mention CBD, did it? it? No, but it's but it the name of the song is Higher. Okay, there you and go. Uh, the producer that went down and got Tanya's vocals from her at, down in Texas, um, he is partners in a hemp farm and a you know they do that CBD oil and hemp gummies oh, yeah. and and uh, I guess. And no pun intended, but they're going to roll out together with our song. They're going to roll out a line of Tanya Tucker and Eddie Montgomery hemp gummies and CBD oil in conjunction with the song Higher. Now, the song has nothing to do, well, metaphorically maybe, with getting higher, but it's not intended for drug use. So it's just kind of like... uh, weird how we've uh you know how these things get thrown in together and um you know so i i don't know i, it's, I find know. it kind of from somebody from somebody that's as straight and narrow as me when it comes to that stuff to now having you know a song i wrote is gonna maybe be the theme song for a cbd hemp uh gummy and oil campaign <laughs> it's kind of sure <laughs> It's kind of fun, kind of funny, but everything's expensive. The horse, I mean, we could, I mean, it don't matter. That doesn't surprise me at all. Um, I mean, the medicine that we got to give that horse is, is like in a paste that you got to shoot in her mouth. And of course they, they don't want to take it. And uh, half of it ends up on the outside of its lips and dropping on the ground or whatever. And it's a couple hundred bucks for 30 day supply of nothing, but looks like a tube of, uh, of, uh, caulking for tile right maybe that's maybe that's why i don't like it because it tastes like caulking for tile sure well i you know i uh yeah i i don't even know even how to begin because i could go off on a whole maze of things i don't want to sound like dave ramsey here but you know like in my particular my brother's particular case uh the person he's talking about i mean she's got a ninety five thousand dollar pickup and a hundred and twenty thousand dollar feather light trailer so what's a couple hundred dollars for some cbd for the horse you know what i mean that's not even a tank of gas for the truck yeah that's what i mean 
you know, I, I don't even, I don't even know. Yeah. So, hey, lucky for the horse, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> the you horse know, don't even I, know. Horse don't even know. The horse don't even. That's right. The horse don't. The horse don't even know. You know. I. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but you know, but anyway, but so circle, you know, so here we are, you know, today was the last or last night was the last day of the fair, and 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 I was kind of talking to you about how, uh, you know, we camp, camp at the fair. I, well, I guess it's camping. We got we park our trailer or camper. We got like a thirty foot, you know, recreational vehicle or right. whatever you sure. want to call it, parked there and. And uh, Christy and Izzy, they stay there all week. I, I, I got. I come home and sleep in the bed. I'm not. I can't do it. I can't sleep. I don't like showering in the, in the, um, community showers. I don't. You know. I, I like to come home, take a shower, get in the bed. You know. I mean, why torture myself for the sake of just, just sitting on the camp, staying in the campground? But um, and you asked me. You said. Well, how often, how often do we use that camper? And we're going to probably use it twice this year. And it just, because it's, it's work. It's a lot of work. I, I wonder who, when they named it a recreational vehicle, who, what the recreation is, you know? I think it's got to be the man that sells it because he's made so much money off of you. He gets to take off. He gets to go on vacation because I'm going to tell you, I've had an arc of, of RVs, let's call them campers, you know, whatever. And, and, and every one of them, I'm trying to, I'm refreshing my, the, the only one that I ever had that wasn't a lot of work is one. It was a lot of work. I loaded it on my truck. It was one of them slide in truck campers. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh yeah. 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 That like the I top had a end, friend the, of mine the front that was, was over the top I had of a the friend cab. of mine that was moving yeah. from Minneapolis to Denver and didn't want to take it. Now you'd think anybody moving to Denver would want one of them, but oh, yeah. so he sold it to me dirt cheap. I loaded it on my truck took it home, unloaded it, and I never moved it again until I give it to a guy. Uh, so it wasn't totally <laughs> so you, a lot of work because I never used it, but it was a hell of a lot of work to get on that particular truck because it was, a, I think it was 89 or 90 Chevy I put it on. Remember when that Chevy went to what they call the CK style? The whole time we were growing up, the beds are always four by eight, right? Yeah. Yeah, that okay. seems right. Well, on that CK style, starting on those Chevy trucks in 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 eighty nine and a half tons, eighty nine ninety ninety ones and the one tons, the bed tapers to the front. So, uh, the front of the bed's narrower than the back of the bed, which makes absolutely zero sense to anybody that deals in sliding truck campers. So, it was complete pain to put it on there, and I never used it again. But I've had a few of them. I had a few of them since then, and ever I had a pop up that almost killed me on multiple occasions. And uh, <laughs> I see those pop ups. I saw one last night, Christy and I walked by, and I said, "I, I mean, I go, I don't even know how you'd begin. Like, like the pop ups have the have like that hang out over the edge, right, where you sleep in. Yeah, that's right. I look, I'm not a little guy. I am not going to be comfortable." thinking that something's going to hold me up 
in the middle of the night as I toss and turn. I can feel it just snap. I mean, once that one side would go, I think the whole trailer might tip right on over with me and the pe- people on the other end would get tossed around and, and probably end up down on top of me. That's just what I see when I look at one of those old things. Well, as a matter of fact, mine had a little problem on the end. So I decided I was going to reinforce it, right? Okay. okay. And okay. I, me being a big guy like you, I decided I was going to put a big old piece of like three-quarter inch plywood on there. Because the original stuff is is like a um, OSB, and it's an odd size. Anyway, it's... it's um, To make a long story even longer, it made the end so hard to pull out that it just wanted to take your arms out off every time you slid it out. You know? <laughs> it was one of those deals. I tell you what, I was flying back from New York or Washington, one of the two, and and, and I was on Craigslist on an airplane. So now you know, the only thing worse for me than going to the grocery store when I'm hungry is being on Craigslist when I'm bored. Right? Because I'll find a good deal. Okay. So I found this pop-up not too far from my house, and it said uh, it was one of those, you know, like uh, they advertise 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS, you know, donate your your unused stuff to some 401 charity or 501 charity. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, it wasn't cars for kids but it was something similar. So the thing said, I don't remember. It was fairly new at the time, but it said uh, Jack's broke, can't move. It's at a church and I'm not making this up. It was in a church parking lot. It was donated, blah, 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 blah. Sounds like it was abandoned. Water damage. Might have some water damage. Jack's broken. Can't move it. So I text, you know how you go up to reply, and I got this this gal that says, replies back, says, well, they do, people donated it to the charity, whatever kid-oriented charity this was. They dropped it off behind the, 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 the church donates part of the parking lot for this charity. You know what I mean? So okay. it's been okay. sitting in a church parking lot for three years and we can't move it because the jacks broke is essentially what it said, what she said. So I said, well, I'm going to be at the air. I, I, you know, I, it gets too long for me to tell them while well, I'm in New York flying back and I'm going to come by because that shell shocks some people. But in my old line of work, it was nothing to be you know, in Paris and in 12, 13 hours later, you're at your kid's ball game. Somebody says, what'd you do at work today? And they can't conceive. I just, you know, flew back from London or Paris or someplace. You know what I mean? They can't. So you just, just say, I, I was over to airport or something. You know what I mean? You, you end up just <laughs> yeah. selling something. So I tell this guy, Hey, I'm, I get off work because I knew what time I was going to land. I get off work at the airport at three. I should be by there at four 30 or whatever. So I get there and man, it looked good. It was folded up, and what? And I, but I could tell it was going to have an issue because of the vent. You know, little pop-up plastic vent. You know how they raise up. It was busted. It was cracked at the top, and I could see the way that they jacked the front end up. Water, some water was probably getting in there at some point. You know what I mean? They they didn't know to put a piece of plastic over or whatever, but. Her and his padre or some deacon or whatever, some principal manage, mid-level management or senior management of the, of the church came out there and told me that I was the fifth or sixth person that would come by 
and nobody was ever able to do anything with it because the jack was it was jacked up. And when I say jacked up, they had jacked it as high as it would go with the with the jack. I guess so the water would run off of it, and then the yeah. jack became disabled, rusted. Right. It went past the point no, of no return. I don't return, remember or... why. I don't remember why it wouldn't come down. I don't remember if it was stripped or something, but. You could spin that handle and whatever you could do, and the jack couldn't come down. And it was about, you know, four, I mean, it was jacked real high, three and a half feet off the ground or whatever. So I didn't need a camper whatsoever. Right. <laughs> of course. But I Listen, felt, by the time we get to the end of this episode, I think we're going to establish it. Nobody really needs a camper. That's right. But <laughs> I felt, I felt, it was, I had to prove it was a challenge. These yeah. It was a challenge. Right? Yeah. It was a challenge. Yeah. Because I haven't lived the best life, Shane. I'm just telling you right now. I have not lived the best life. If you say so, I think it's yet a hey, yet the good Lord has given me a set of skills that were better than these God fearing folks running this church. Yeah. Okay. Mid level management guy at a church, I think you've got better, more, a better skill set. So essentially, okay. what I did was I backed my truck up there as they kept telling me it's way too high. It's way too high. It's way too high. And I said, I just want to get close to it. And I got close to it. And then I got out, and they're telling me it's way too high. It's way too high. It's way too high. And I remember getting some tools out of this junky red toolbox I had in my rig at the time. And the guy goes, what are you going to do or how are you going to do this? And I said, well, seeking you shall find, asking you shall receive. I've had a vision on how to do this. So that jack went through the middle of the tongue and it was in a triangular fashion. It had a bolt at the front and two bolts on each side of the back. You know how they look. So I unbolted the jack from the frame of the trailer. And of course, the, tr the, 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 the jack went through the tongue and the trailer set right down on, on the truck. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Now, I'm simplifying the story. You know, when the bolt, the last bolt that's holding this whole thing together, when that bolt out, this thing is loose. I was able to set it right down on my trailer, set the safety chains, hook it up. I've left the best part. So when he kept, when he told me I was the fifth or sixth person to look at it, I told him, Hey, I hate to do this, but, and I lowballed him real bad. Okay. And the guy, and I think he, he, he took my lowball with the caveat that, yeah, but you got to get it out of here today. Like I, you know, I mean, we'll do, we'll do that, but you got to get out today. So can't leave, can't leave her sit around. Right. And then I just, I, that's when I went ahead and, you know, unbolted the jack, set it down and took it on. And I had that thing for at least five years. I had to almost totally, not totally rebuilt. I did a lot of work to it. I took all the canvas off, sent it to a place called Bear Creek Canvas over in Wisconsin. They made me a new canvas for it. I jacked it up. You know how they flip the axle. I put a set of four inch spacer tubes on it. So I jacked it up. So I, when I took it off road, I mean, I, I, I wish I had it today. I wish I still had it. It was so, it was bad when I got done with it. It was, it was, it was a good rig. Mm -hmm. And you know, but it had no air conditioner. Hey, it had no air conditioner. It had no generator. 
It had no toilets. All the things that you end up that that cause you problems in in the evolution of RVs, it did not have. Right. So I think that's why I never had much of a problem with it once I got it. Well, yeah. Yeah, you're talking about all the stuff. <laughs> like, like um, uh, I we haven't had our awning out in two years because of the motor. I mean, we got a basically a brand new camper. Motor doesn't work. So for us to get the awning out, I got to get climb up a ladder with a <coughs> drill <coughs> with a with a you know a ratchet on it or whatever. Stick it on there and hand and zzz, electric drill the awning out. Okay. I'm surprised Which, you can even do that. Yeah, they give every modern stuff. They get well, yeah. Um, so you know, you got the you got the jack for the camper, and it's hooked to a battery, right? And that's supposed to, you know, if you're not hooked, if you're not hooked to the uh, car or the truck or whatever, you know, that helps with the jack stand. Well, ours doesn't. Ours won't. Ours won't budge the jack stand. I've got I've paid two hundred bucks for a new battery, so I got to be plugged in, no matter where we're at, whether it's in the driveway at a camp. I got to be plugged in just to operate that jack stand. So if something happened while I'm pulling my camper, say the tire blew or you know whatever that I had to pull over, I would not be able to unhitch it from my vehicle that I was pulling it with because the jack stand won't go down. Because the battery that's sitting six inches from it will not charge it enough to put the jack stand down. <laughs> you know, there's that's just two things that have gone wrong that are wrong currently with this camper that have been in the shop for. And, you know, it's like 500 bucks here, 200 bucks there. And next thing you know, you're, you know, man, maybe we should just buy another camper. <laughs> <laughs> and and then you get a new uh, then you want a bigger one a nicer one you know and uh that just brings more trouble more pain that's why i know? said the recreation is the salesman that's yeah that's recreate is the salesman absolutely now, now to this takes me back to when i was a, to when i was a kid in the 70s growing up and my grandparents had a really nice wooden cabin cruiser up on lake erie and for you know and there's people don't know what a cabin crew but it's a boat big enough where it's got the cabin where you know it had a bathroom a kitchen a dining room and slept five or six people all right and half the time we'd go up to the lake you know you my grandpa would have being there in the middle of the back you'd see his his back and his rear end as he was down in the engine compartment working on the engine. Okay. So this really nice boat half the time we couldn't even take it out on the lake because he, he couldn't get it to start and keep running. But, but the coup, the gras of that was, is so he had to, had this really nice cabin cruiser and my dad bought, and man, this would be just a foreign concept to a lot of people these days one of those truck caps yeah you know? oh yeah i know what a truck cap is oh yeah. yeah they just sat on the sat on the bed of the truck and created like a camper sort of you know it's probably the most 
the most uh, um, simplest version of a, you know, it's it's ten steps down from the one that you back into, and and set on your truck bed. But uh, I vividly remember laying, you know, we we parked the truck in front of my grandparents' cabin cruiser, and because. There were so many people staying that weekend up at my grandpa's boat. There weren't enough places for people to sleep. So I slept in the bed of that truck on a sleeping bag in that truck cap in July. It's probably 100. I mean, I might as well been a baked potato wrapped in tinfoil. And not to mention a sleeping bag on the bed of a, of a, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a smooth bed. It had the little ridges, and uh, maybe that's why my back hurts so bad today from that, from laying in that. You know, but that was camp. That was camping. That was that was one step up from laying your sleeping bag on the ground. Well, it's better than the ground. But you know, we're talking about truck caps. I was, I was, I was talking to. Uh, uh, my wife and daughter the other day, we were, we were, I don't even know how we got on the subject, but I, I told them a story. I said, you know, my, <clears throat> my dad had a, my dad sold a, I don't remember if it was one Jack or a Jack and a Jenny or two Jacks. It must've been a Jack and a Jenny or just a straight Jack. And he had delivered this jack out to Denver, Colorado. And he had a 77, 76, 77, 78 square body, blue, two-wheel drive, one-ton dually Chevy. Okay. And he borrowed a truck cap from our veterinary buddy, Mark. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, because didn't even, we didn't even have a truck cap. You know what I mean? Back in them days, I mean, you'd go to town, you'd sit on the wheel wells. You remember how it was, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. You went somewhere, you just sat in the back. Yeah. Okay? Oh, yeah. Because my, I think my daughter said, well, there, how did four of you sit in a regular cab truck? She's, she's grappling with the process of a regular cab truck. Because I had to basically teach her what a regular cab truck was because she kept saying, well, those things without the other part of it. And I said, what do you mean? Because she's, li- she's, she's been in a crew cab truck her whole life. She doesn't yeah. even know. You know what I mean? She doesn't even know what a standard cab pickup is. So there's only three seatbelts. And I said, well, first of all, it doesn't matter if there's any seatbelts because they didn't make us wear them. And second of all, <laughs> you know, we sat in the back most of the time. And I said, I'll tell you one, we went to Denver, Colorado in the back of a truck cap. She goes, what do you mean? And I said, that we had a bumper, bumper hitch stock trailer. My old man had this 16, 18 foot. You know what a bumper hitch stock trailer would look like? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not no fancy one. Not like you got that's got a dressing room and all this other stuff in it. I'm talking plain Jane stock trailer. Okay. He put barred a truck well, cap. Well, let's be honest. The-, the dressing room at the front is all, I mean, big deal. That's <laughs> just taken away from room of being able to put a couple more animals in there. Okay. Yeah, but this is a plain <laughs> wide open stock truck. So he goes and borrows this white truck cap, puts it on with some C clamps, not even good bolts through it or anything uh, else. You know I mean, uh, just four, <laughs> you know what a C clamp looks like. Put a C clamp <laughs> on each corner and crank her down. Uh, and he, oh my and he, god! 
Okay. And he built a little ply. He built a little plywood. If that wasn't d- dangerous enough, he built a little plywood thing over top. So he had some tools down below. You know what I mean? You know how you'd put some tools and oh yeah, and, uh, stuff down below. And then he, I don't remember if he gave us an air mattress or if he took one of our mattresses. This is how how hillbilly <laughs> we were. Took a mattress out of the house and carried out and put it in the bed of the truck. <laughs> that, hey, so far everything you're saying is, is that's. Uh, and, pretty sweet. I mean, that's pretty sweet. You get that's me comfort. and my brother, my me and my big brother, we had to ride in this truck cab because my next brother, there's three boys at that time. My youngest one hadn't been born yet. Youngest brother hadn't been born yet. So there's three of us boys. The baby got to sit in the middle of the mom and dad in his regular cab truck. No air conditioning. The truck doesn't even have air. Right. So, I mean, my old man didn't have air conditioning. My dad bought a brand new truck in 1988 and bought a six cylinder a, a brand new f-250 with a six cylinder five speed and no air conditioning now <sighs> yeah what do you think of that i mean that's how tight he was or is <laughs> so it wasn't a matter when i'm telling the story they're talking about how hot it got and i said i don't remember you know i said that they would open the front window of this this little slider a little front window of the cab I mean, uh, the camper, and then there was the back window of the cab, and you could reach through, or you know what I mean? You could converse through, or whatever. And my daughter says, You get some air conditioning? I said, No, there was no air conditioning. What do you mean? I said, No, there was no air conditioning for them either. They had the wing windows <laughs> wide open, or the floor vents. The you floor. know, both. Yeah, they, that thing had both. But you know, the floor was always hot. You know what I'm talking about. The floor would be hot. Oh, God, yes. Yes, and can you imagine driving 12, 10, 12 hours? I don't even know. Even more than that, because back in the speed limit was 55, <laughs> right? 55 oh, yeah. Five miles yeah. an hour all the way across the interstate 70 for five, 500 miles. Yeah, and, but at least you had your cell phone to, do, to keep you occupied, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, there didn't even, in, you I probably mean, didn't I even have the radio. Know. Didn't even yeah. have a good radio to probably listen to. It's AM, I'm sure. I don't even remember. <laughs> you know? Just, uh, hey. I would love I would love to hear some some of our fans' worst road trip stories in <laughs> like that. Because hey, that's just the way it was. I mean, nobody had a camp, real camper back then, did they? Oh. Did you know no. anybody that had a real camper? Oh, I knew one person that had a real no. camper. My dad's uncle, so it'd be my grandma's big brother. He had an RV. He was an over the road truck. He had a fairly. He was very ended up being a very successful truck trucking business, and he had a big class A. And he had a uh, son with cerebral palsy, and he'd come down about every other Sunday at my grandma's, my great grandma's. And he was being an RV, but he was the only person I knew that had an RV until I was in my 20s, probably. I did not know anybody because nobody, that boat, I mean, because look, you, you had to have some money to have like a boat at the lake, or, or I didn't even know anybody had an RV. I mean, because camping was you went out and either slept in the cab or, the only camp, only campers were the ones like you're talking about, where you backed into and it slid on the back end of your truck, or you know slipped in the bed of your truck and hung over the the roof of the roof of the truck. My grandparents got a motorhome when I was in high school, 
and it was a small one, and it wasn't that big a one, 23, 24 foot. We, and we thought it was the greatest thing ever, you know? And then they got like a 30 foot. I mean, they got a really big one because they got rid of the boat because they wanted to start taking it to Florida. And it was like, wow, they were the only ones I knew that had campers like that. You know, hey, hey, camping was going and pitching a tent out in the camp on a campsite, <laughs> right. you know, which I just, I look, I'm not, I can't sleep, but I don't like, I slept in a tent one time when I was a kid in the front yard. And for, I did only it for one about, time. Come on. One time I did it for about two hours and I said, screw this. I'm going back in my bed. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wasn't like a Mr. Outdoors guy. That's, that was no thanks. Why sleep in, why sleep in a tent when your bed's inside? I'd never well, made it. I'd never made it in the middle ages. <laughs> Showering once a year and, uh, you know, sleeping on straw. I just, that one. Well, I, yeah. I mean, if you've seen the old farmhouse I grew up on outside, wasn't much different. <laughs> you know? I don't know kids these days they, they, they got it good I don't need yeah yeah I mean I, I don't I don't I I'm down here at the lake where there's a million campers and 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 boats and um you know my son works for this boat deal, detailing place and he's text me pictures because they do some for the new dealerships too and I mean he texted me a picture the other day uh they were detailing a boat it was 995,000 I'm sorry. It was nine ninety nine ninety nine, so it was a penny less than a million dollars. What would you even do with a boat like that on the Lake of the Ozarks? On Lake of the Ozarks, I tell you what they end up doing: running to the ground, killing some people, <laughs> getting drunk. Usually, I mean, the <laughs> sky's the limit. You know, I don't know. They just. I, I I I don't even know if I had that kind of money. I hate to say that I wouldn't spend it on a boat, but but probably just a fishing boat. What, what more do you need, right? Well, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. I well, first of all, the lake's too. I mean, right now it's so bad that you. I mean, you're not going to get out there. It's so rough. You're not going to go fishing. Oh, the lakes for. Lake's rough out there, huh? Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. Are you shitting me? People with million dollar boats are driving around eighty miles an hour because there's no nighttime speed limit. Oh, or daytime geez. speed limit, so Jesus. Hmm? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's safer in the lake. You know, they had a big gun biker gun battle. I'm not to switch topics here. I know I'm all over the place tonight because I'm I'm jacking. I got a new I bought my son a new phone, so I've got a bunch of iPhone issues. So I'm if I seem pre pre uh, occupied, it's because I'm my computer here keeps pinging me to do all this phone stuff because I guess it's within so many feet it's wanting me to add an Apple Watch and do all, and I don't have an Apple Watch. You know, you can only tell this computer so many times that's not me, and it does, still don't believe you. <laughs> but no, if you what? Oh, the beauty of technology. Is that the same technology we Google use at the post office? Shootout. Do what? That's the same technology we use at the post office. Yeah, so that if you Google up Lake Ozark biker shootout this week or last two weeks, I might be two weeks now ago. They had a shootout down here at Casablanca. They got this up, you know, beautiful Humphrey Bogart uh, themed restaurant called Casablanca. Makes you think you're, you know, in Morocco or something. 
And, and <laughs> what? Great movie, by the way. Great and there movie. was three, there was members of three different biker gangs. And I'm not going to mention who they are because oh, I don't yeah. know who's, what our listeners, you know, what, what, what gangs are mm-hmm. our, our listeners are affiliated with, and I don't want I don't want to think that we're, you know, we're a non-denominational program. Yes. So you can our exactly. view, listeners can belong to any biker gang they want. Amen. But apparently, Amen. a scuffle ensued. It's on video. You know, people around were videoing things, and a guy started hitting another guy with a motorcycle helmet. Which oh. puzzled me where he got it because most of these bikers don't wear helmets. So I don't know if he took somebody else's helmet. So this guy, I'm going to call him the victim because he ultimately perished in this. He pulled a gun and one of his companions, there's a discrepancy on whether he just grabbed it and pulled it out. So the victim actually pulled his gun and the, and the suspect went ahead and shot him. He had a gun too, but it was concealed, I guess. So when the first guy, when the victim pulled his gun out, this guy went straight to the blast mode. You know what I mean? I don't know if the, the if, cause two rival guys had guns, but neither of them, sh- neither of them shot at first because I think they were probably in uh, presentation mode or, they were letting their in the law enforcement be your professional presence. They, I think, they were wanting to say, "Flex a little bit. I got a gun. Back off." Does that make sense? We both got yeah. guns. Back off. They didn't expect the shooter to go full blown John Wayne on them. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And and over twenty shots were fired between the three of them, and um, only one guy died. Four of them were wounded, and one of them was was perished. The guy, the guy that started it all, got killed. Which, depending on how liberal you are, sometimes or conservative, you know, that kind of sounds like poetic justice to me. But then sometimes, maybe not. But what I find find interesting is the suspect, the shooter, because they got it all on video. The shooter was wounded right off of the bat. Now he didn't shoot first. He shot first, but you know, the victim pulled his gun out, but didn't shoot the shooter shot him. So then I guess the victim figured if, if we're shooting, let's shoot and shot back at him. He was wounded and went down, but where they really got him jammed up is he somewhere in the gun battle. He reloaded and kept shooting them. The, yeah. I'm shooting people out of the rival gang. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so his self-defense kind of went out with bullet number 10 or 12, but, um, <laughs> yeah, when he started shooting, him, you don't get the reload that had the gun, hold on the second dude. And I, and I might be confusing things. So it's hard for me because I got to laughing so hard reading, you know, these, these junior reporters, they send out here, these college, I don't want to say flunkies, but you know, they got these like college age girls down here trying to figure out what's going on. And they get told one story from witnesses and they get told another story from the cops and they kind of try to figure out their own version of the story to sell news. Does that make sense? So it's really hard to tell, but, but apparently the second guy that the guy that flashed his gun and never shot. Yes. He, 
he was arrested too because he was a convicted felon. He's in possession of a handgun. He ain't supposed to have a gun. But apparently in his defense, he was trying to defend himself with the police by saying it's unloaded. I couldn't shoot. It's unloaded because I'm not, I knew I wasn't supposed to have it. So I thought if I had an unloaded gun, I wouldn't get in trouble with it. So here he flashes the guy and gets shot. <laughs> you know, the dude that shot him didn't know it was unloaded. You know what I mean? Well, I, I, I think we've probably said it before, but that kind of thinking probably got him in trouble to where he wasn't allowed to have a gun in the first place. Well, but you know what's funny? Not funny, but the shooter belongs to a little biker club they got a little clubhouse up here not too far from my from where i reside and where i'm you know domiciled at and it burnt down and caught fire it got fire bombed a few days after this oh boy okay uh-huh and it's all over the paper you know the excuse me it was a retaliation deal they were supposed to have bike night this saturday night down here and it got canceled because the police chief Said we're canceling bike night because of this this feud, this biker gang feud. Okay, now somebody in my family said, "Well, what's to keep the bikers from just showing up?" And I said, "Nothing. The only thing he did was just, you know, kept the honest folks away." So the the rival club got burnt down, and they had the funeral today, and there was over three thousand bikers out there. So. The only wow. thing we had more than bikers was cops. There was cops everywhere. Well, uh, you know what? Uh, that's a little more excitement than the uh, week at the fair. I guess I could say that. The Lake of the Ozarks. Not for the not for the week of heart. That's right. It is Lake of the Ozarks. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm telling me and my brother talking yesterday about the rival club burning down. My brother does a lot of things. One of the caps he wears sometimes, he does fire claims for an insurance outfit. You know what he said? Because they had the fire marshal, had the ATF, they had all these people out, this big fire investigation looking at the opposite gang. And my brother says, you know what? I think they burnt their own club down knowing that them other guys that look at it would be the suspect. Ooh, there you go. He said, really? And he goes, oh, yeah, think about it. You know, they got this nice big palatial clubhouse. Somebody's got it insured. Why wouldn't you? You go home and burn it down. They immediately look at the other people. You don't even have to make it look like an accident. You really burn it down. (laughs) Say, (laughs) they did it. (laughs) Just when I thought that guy's way of thinking is what got him in trouble. Now you're, you know, of course, this way of thinking can also get you arrested for arson and insurance fraud. So, you know. Just add, add that to the list. Yeah. To the well, list. I, you know, he the one guy's got an alibi because he was in jail when it burned down, right? So, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it's the world we're living in now. This place is just falling apart, isn't it? I don't think it's any different than it was fifty years ago. To be quite honest, <laughs> to, oh, well. it's just, it's just we didn't have Twitter fifty years ago. Yeah, could be. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are 
out. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.